Yes. So my sister had a very deep thought. She yeah. went and saw the movie. And what she said was, is it the people who disappeared are dead? Or are they alive? Oh, no. Dun, dun, dun. God damn. I know. Shit. I was like, there we go. This got fucking real. Uh, right. She's so wrong, but yeah. that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> just say that. Mind Gap Podcast. Guys, welcome to Wine Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we have a very special guest with us today. What? Yeah, we do. Justin, it's been a, it's been a minute. It's since, been a minute or yeah. two since someone has wanted to actually voluntarily <laughs> come and speak with us in this basement. <laughs> right. <laughs> Justin, would you like to... You're about to die. I'm sorry to tell you. Welcome yeah. <laughs> to your death room. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Justin, would you like to do the honors of introducing Absolutely. this I didn't, fine gentleman? I didn't prep you on his last name today. No, right. and I didn't want to take... <laughs> I didn't want to be racist here either and just be like, oh, I could take a guess. You know. <laughs> Probably starts with an O. <laughs> o apostrophe, perhaps. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Gavin O'Hurley. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I guess a big thank you to Justin because he absolutely nailed that. There's very few people here in America who can do that. So thank you very much to Justin. You're very um, welcome. Just for the people listening, I am being held against my will. So <laughs> if you guys could just call Liam Neeson and send him over, that'd be great. Is he like the patron saint of Ireland yes, of getting yes. people found that yes. have been taken? We all have his number on speed. Yeah. Yeah. He has no jurisdiction here. <laughs> he doesn't need it. It's not the first time Liam Neeson has bro- broken someone out of Elephant and Castle. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I mean, If I'm being completely honest, it's at least the fourth or fifth time. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, Gavin, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Um, <laughs> you guys said we were going to talk about movies. So, that, uh, so yeah, uh, Irish, living here in Chicago, moved over two years ago. Um, I've been working with the lovely man sitting to my left, uh, Justin, on a it's web series. It's Justin. It's not Doug. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been working with Justin on a web series called Chicago HR, um, which follows the day-to-day activities of two HR officers uh, in an accounting firm. I promise it is a lot more interesting than it sounds because it's hysterical. everything is over the top and right. it's a whole lot of fun. And if you haven't seen it, check it out on YouTube. And uh, yeah, Justin dropped me into this in the last minute. I uh, basically <laughs> said, hey, we need somebody to talk about a movie. Do you want to come on? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So here I am in a basement um, with two men who aren't clothed, so please help. <laughs> You're just, welcome for that. My ass is getting sweaty. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. Hey, it's hot. It's sweaty. That's when we get ready. We'll poem for you. <laughs> that was beautiful. Something I whisper to my daughter every night. That's disturbing. Good night. Hot and sweaty. Time to get ready. Please help. <laughs> uh, yes, the basement he's referring to, though, is the basement of Elephant and Castle. Yay. At 185 North Wabash Avenue. Uh this is our home away from home. You guys got to come check them out. Doug, you want to tell the people uh, what, what's going on at Elephant and Castle? I can't wait. I'm going to do this blind. Here we go. Do it. Okay, so first of all, you got happy hour every Monday through Friday. That's right. We have snack and shares. So anything under $11 is half off, which is pretty fucking cool. Boom. Boom. On Mondays, you got one and done Mondays, you which essentially it. is a keg of craft beer, which they tap, and they will serve to you for $3 a, gra- Ooh, $3 a glass. Uh, and they just basically pour it until it's gone. So come check that out. That is a fun time. We've got Tin Up Tuesday, so basically 25% off tins. And what are tins, Justin? I don't know. What are tins, Gavin? 
I have zero. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I literally have no idea. It's a can of beer. <laughs> it's a can of beer. Yay. Uh, you got Wine Down Wednesdays, where basically you have bottles of wine are half off and uh, glasses of wine are a dollar off. You've got Goosed Out Thursday, so all droughts or drafts of Goose Island beer are, I believe, 25% off. That's it. Nailed it. And then you've got brunch on Saturday and Sunday for all you brunch motherfuckers out there. Uh, you've got Bloody Marys and mimosas for $5 each. So come in, have a great time with your grandma, and get smashed. Damn right. Brothers who brunch. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> brunch brothers. Hashtag brothers who brunch. <laughs> <laughs> so check it out. Uh, we love it here, and you will too. Guaranteed. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to start real quick before we jump into this. Uh, I just want to air a grievance I have. <clears throat> I was I sometimes will may, uh, for lunch I will bring a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because they're goddamn delicious. I can't wait to hear where the rest of this story goes. And s- I, to the people at work who see Uh-oh. me eating this and call me, oh that's adorable. Go fuck yourselves. All right, if you're listening <laughs> with all the love in my heart, go fuck yourself. I thought you were say someone stole your sandwich. And I'm like, you tell me who oh, you no. think it is, <laughs> and I'll go break some fucking kneecaps. I just like. I'm a 35-year-old, 34-year-old man. Would you ever walk up to it and go, oh, that's adorable. You're I wonder if I was being an asshole. Jelly. Right. Yeah, you're speaking my language. I completely agree with you. I'm just saying, man. I'm, that's a I'm fucking a, delicious. I'm, I'm like, a what are you? Big fan of the PB&J. If you've got you. a problem with it, fuck you. That's right. Yeah. Well, he's like, oh, you look, it's like, oh, little Justin with his headphones on eating. I'm like, I, I, I almost put it down and just went. Are we going to have an issue here? Like, do we need to, do we need to go into the, you know, do we need to go to the HR office? Because I know some professionals. You look at me like, I'm hot and sweaty. Right. About to get ready. About to get ready. Let's do this. Let's, <laughs> let's go outside. Yeah, my wife Jill had that with a couple of times where um, she was out to eat a couple of jobs ago. And they didn't really have a whole lot that she liked. So she just ordered like, you know, chicken fingers or something. Sure, and they're yeah. like, geez, what are you? Like 10? And she's like, go fuck yourself. Right. This is what I want to eat. I don't like any of this other stuff. I'm, I'm also, I that. could fire you because she's head of HR. <laughs> yes. If you want to get some good source material, <laughs> let go. me know. My go. wife can provide you some stuff for your web series <laughs> if you want to get some legit stuff, which you probably don't need. It's probably funnier if you don't. We need a cameo from a legit HR person. Right. Yeah. That's what we need. Someone that comes in and go, all of you, all of you are terrible like, Guys, this is not how human resources works at all. <laughs> this is way more interesting. This is way, yeah, man, I wish my job was this interesting. Oh, trust me, it's interesting. <laughs> but for all the wrong reasons. <clears throat> yeah. And because I'm married like, to her, I get all the dirty details. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I've learned a lot about the human condition just listening from these stories. And also, I've witnessed plenty myself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, no, I just, I just thought that was very fucking odd that they were uh, so interested in the fact that I was eating a peanut butter and jelly. I don't think that's that far out there to be eating a peanut butter and it's jelly sandwich. It's become this giant thing in sports now where you have all of these like sports stars before they play a game will eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I did not know this. It's like this yeah, thing. Like, yeah, especially in the NBA. It's okay. this giant thing and like teams are doing it like 20 different ways. There's crunchy. There's like all, okay. all this kind of crazy stuff. But yeah, it's become like this thing now in, in the NBA that you have all these players eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Well, so it gives that protein and yeah. carbs and all the sugars and yeah. So you just tell them, fuck you guys, I'm an athlete. So Yeah, I'm yes. running the goddamn Boom. marathon yeah. in October and right. I'm carbo-loading. If you run a marathon, huh? <laughs> when you run a marathon, then you can make fun of me. Yeah, dick. I, I, I'm just so picky that I would never ever go up to someone and be like, ugh, and like, and just make any sort of judgment on what they're eating. I'm yeah. like, whatever. Now, if you're dipping your finger into a Chef Boyardee can and pulling out the raviolis uncooked, right, and slurping it, I probably wouldn't say anything, but I probably look way terrified and back up. Slowly. I just like the meatballs. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, who needs to cook it? No, oh, this person's <laughs> a psychopath. For the record, I've done that. 
multiple times. So much so that like my recently? Was, no, this oh. was years ago. Okay. Back when my gutter palate was really a gutter palate. Were you at least drunk? No. Doug oh, doesn't drink. I don't drink. Everything that he's done ever in his life that's conscious, been terrible. Conscious decision. It's been a conscious decision. I don't know if you know this. I don't drink either. Really? Yeah. So you've two against one right now. So oh, you fuck you. Didn't drink. Yeah. You had yeah. a ginger ale. Yeah. yeah or a yeah. so yeah. I know of cannibal juice. A ginger drinking ginger ale. Dun dun dun. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. That's I my, love it. That's my I long running joke. I've never fucking heard that before. I, <laughs> I love haven't either. That. I love it. I Cannibal fucking juice. love that. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> two against one right now. Yeah, there you go. All right. I just need a couple shots and I'm ready to rock and roll, guys. <laughs> <clears throat> Interesting. So, yeah. by choice or. Yeah. Like, is that um, something that you just can't handle it or you just no, like, I don't was, like it? It was kind of something that I never really liked. Um, drinking age in Ireland is a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. It's a little bit younger. You, yeah. So, legal age is 18. Um, and then accepted ages. <laughs> right. Galore. <Good Lord. laughs> Statue of limitations says that I can't say this. I can't answer this question. <laughs> so, yeah, there was a friend of mine. Um, the two of us had a joint 18th birthday. Okay. It was the first time I ever drank and drank a little bit too much and yeah. ended up getting sick all over his house. Oh, wow. But basically, I tried it a couple more times in college and just never got into it. Was it. So, yeah. Yeah. I was always able to have fun without it. So I was That's obscured. awesome. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. I, I always find it fascinating because I, I enjoy, I, I, far gone are the days where I get blackout drunk and anything, but I definitely enjoy, you know, boozing it up every once in a while. And it always, it's always, because there's definitely been times where I'm like, I should do like a sober month or a, like see if I can go, like how many months I can get in. And the people who don't drink, I, I've always thought it's, it's, it's cool that you have, for so long, been able to find a way to just have fun without without doing it. Because I feel at this point, I kind of need it now, <laughs> like to to go out and just have like a rip roaring good time. Justin, Gavin, and I are here to tell you that we just love you like crazy. Yeah. And we're not here to talk about Infinity War. We're here to talk to you about two guys who just want you to get better. And I'm being held against my will. <laughs> if you're hearing this, it's sweaty. Time it's to get ready. Time to get ready. Yeah. <laughs> but no, really, I think it depends on what stage of the night it is because usually early on it's fine people are having true. a good time and then it hits to a certain part where you just basically the people who are sober go on autopilot because it's just like I can answer all of these questions with about two or three words they're not going to notice they're not going to remember right, it's right. be fine that's so, yeah. interesting yeah there's some defining moments where I'm like I basically have superpowers right now like yeah. I, I feel like I can have I can manipulate people I feel like I'm like Professor X and just being like yes go do this and I can highly influence people in doing stuff there's been a few times where I've been where I've been to a party where like the next day I had to work or I was coming off of like a long shoot day or something I just didn't feel like getting you know just drinking at all and I've, I've been the sober one and it's only happened a few times but I can see where that would be I was like oh and it was fun I was like oh I'm having a real good time watching you all be assholes yeah it's even funner the next day because uh, you get to turn around to you get to turn around to everybody and go oh dude you should have seen the shit you did last night. <laughs> Unless you're working and, you, oh, and those people yeah. and those people don't call in sick because they're quote unquote sick, and then you got to pick up their workload, right. and you're yeah. like, "Fuck you, yeah, you assholes, yeah, yeah. dumb but shits." But if it's in college and, and nobody yeah. is going oh. to the lecture the next day, and, <laughs> <laughs> and you're saying, "Wow, you you had quite a night, didn't you?" Yeah. Wait, what did I do? What did I do? Yeah. You don't want to know. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I think, thankfully, uh, during my during that time of my life, Facebook and Instagram were nowhere near Oof, prevalent. You so, bastard. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That would have been bad news bears for this guy. I'm glad I dodged that as well. Yeah. I did not need that in my life. I was already a big enough idiot without <laughs> a giant <laughs> microphone to the world. So yeah, yeah I'm already. I, I mean, I looked at stuff that I posted on there when I was, you know, when it first started. I was like, Jesus, Doug, what are you? What were you trying to proclaim to the world? Like, who gives a shit? 
early Facebook posts. Ugh. Yeah. Did you download like your archive stuff, like to see what what Facebook knows? No, is that a thing? Yeah, because because of the Cambridge Analytics stuff. Okay, there was a way where you can actually pull your file <clears throat> from there and then review it. And I did because I was like, well, I'm just kind of curious. I don't really have anything of note on there, but mm-hmm. it has every single post you've ever posted or anyone's ever posted on your wall. Really? I went all the way to the beginning, and I was like, holy shit! Oh my god! I need. Is this still available? I think yeah, so. Yeah. I think oh, there's a way I to have do it. To fucking do this. Yeah. Like, did you find anything fun? I didn't, but I, I went through a bunch of stuff. I was like, I do not remember <laughs> half of this stuff. Um, but that's the worst thing because it's like you don't even remember some of the pictures that you see. Yeah. And it's like it's in there. It's like, holy shit. Like, who is looking at this? Right. It's, yeah. It's yeah. creepy as hell. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Um, anyone could look at this. Yeah. I think there, there's there's messenger conversations in there too. Right? I think there's so, yeah. Like, oh, is there really? It's not just like the oh, stuff that's boy. public, it's the private stuff. It's, that ain't uh, good. Yeah. There's some guy sitting over at Cambridge Analytica. Well, actually, no, they went out of business well, yesterday, yeah, right? they did. Oh, did they really? Sitting over there for the last few weeks just reading through going, wow, this guy's <laughs> messed up. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's selling stories to yeah, Hollywood definitely. now. Yeah. And that's what's so spooky about that is just a lot of people, like, you know, I read an article just the other day my wife is sending me stuff all the time about you know raising kids because we have one, and uh, it was talking about how this one mother actually reads all of her daughter's texts, and she said it's not. She goes, the reason why I do it is because when I was a kid, I didn't have any sort of privacy. We may have had a, la- a landline or something like that, and you just had to beg that no one was standing outside your door or listening to what you were saying. Mm-hmm. But the idea was kids don't understand the impact that that has like they, that they're just going to post and text stuff and that it's out there forever yeah as opposed to in our day it's like oh i might just pass someone a note and then that note hopefully gets destroyed but it doesn't live on in the archive of human history well you also probably didn't sign your name on it so it can't be you know agreed but like yeah there's a guy i know who um who i work with who has he has a son who's probably in his early teens maybe he's 12 13 um just got his smartphone for the first time okay and whatever plan they set him up on he could put in keywords that if any of these keywords were ever used he would get an alert so it's like drugs or alcohol and this i was like wow that's really creepy i mean because i mean it's come to the stage now where it's like are kids allowed to make mistakes anymore well see that's a fair point too that's a really good point because the thing is i i I kind of agreed and i kind of don't because i'm very anti-censorship and i don't i don't want to police state my child but at the same time they're being handed a giant responsibility and they don't understand what it is. Yeah. And I don't want, and the thing is too, is like I, I also would want my child to be able to come to me if they have any problems or it's a great discussion topic where it's like, hey, this kid asked you to send him a booty pic. Um, do you know what that is and what that means? And here's why you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, X, Y, and Z. And it's like a good thing to sort of help teach them. It's not to be like spying on them. It's yeah. just one of those things where I'm like, you need to learn right now that everything you put out there people can find and see. And I'm going to help you learn that by looking at this stuff, just knowing that whatever you're going to post, think about it before you do it. Because I may not look through every single one, but maybe I'll see something and I'll be like, hmm, what, uh, what's this? Is this a dick pic? <laughs> what's going on here? Like, why Is are this you... uh, booping a nipple? Yeah, right. Are you... Did you boop a nipple? Like, what's happening here? You know, because I, you know, I want my daughter to be able to go roam and have fun and make mistakes. It's part of life. But at the same time, I, I you know... Think, I think the, the level of, of uh, repercussion has en- enhanced, though. Because, like, I remember when we had AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, Jesus. And I... If, if, if the... Uh, repository for all of that <laughs> were as Facebook and Instagram is now, 
I'd be in some big fucking trouble because <laughs> I got into some trouble on that. But luckily, it's either by the wayside or it didn't get kept or whatever the fuck it is. Just it never comes up, right? So now I'm, of course, just... Uh, you know, asking for some hacker to go ahead and be like, oh, I can see if I can find this shit. But Boy, I'm glad we don't have those records because yeah. that would be some embarrassing shit. Absolutely. But the, the the repercussions from that were not nearly, I think, as big as what Facebook and Instagram is now. So I think whereas I was able to survive without being monitored then, now I think it's just a different ball game altogether. Absolutely. I mean, it, it affects like when they say, you know, it's your personal social media stuff, but it affects everything. Because, I mean, I have friends who when they're going for a new job, they change their name on Facebook because there's so many employers oh, no now shit. who will go and look at Facebook <clears throat> just to see like who is the person that we're hiring. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it really does affect everything. So, yeah. that, I mean, I know when I was looking for jobs, I was going back to Facebook, you know, pictures going, gotta get rid of that one, right. get rid of that yeah. one, get rid of that one. Right, right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it really does, like you said, I mean, especially for your for your daughter's generation, it's gonna be a huge thing. Oh yeah. man, I don't, I do not look forward to that sort of stuff at all. Just, there's a whole bunch of landmines and I'm like, I hope that she's, we have a good enough relationship where she will come and talk to me and we can talk about stuff and discuss it because I do want that sort of relationship. But at the same time, I'm just like, please, God, you're going to make mistakes. I know she, I know she's going to make mistakes, but I'm like, the the stakes are high. Right, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> They're so high. Yeah. I'm like, you got to be careful. you got to be careful. I mean, you won't have to worry too much about that, though, because Thanos killed half the universe. Oh, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert, assholes. Allegedly. Allegedly, right. he did that. <laughs> So, today we're going to talk about Infinity War. <laughs> Seamless. Seamless transitions. Uh, so, I'm super pumped. By the time this airs, uh, it would have been two weeks after yes. um, this uh, <clears throat> wonderful national treasure right. of a film has been released. So, so, hopefully by now you've seen it. I was going to say, and if you haven't, spoilers abound. Yeah. What's, uh, what's coming? Completely your own fault. You're one of the only people on the planet who hasn't, so... Absolutely, we feel no remorse. Yeah. I think I was reading an article today that they might this movie might surpass a billion dollars tomorrow. I, yeah, well, it hasn't. It opens in it hasn't opened in China yet. I know it opens on the eleventh. Yeah, that's going to be insane. Yeah, so a billion dollars in a week. Yeah, because as of the recording of this, I think it was up to uh, eight hundred million. <laughs> Christ, but that was so a thing. amazing. I, think I saw something today, and I. I did not verify this, so mm-hmm. if it's wrong, do not uh, kill me. We only speak in facts here. Okay, yeah. perfect. All right, I'll just walk away now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, um, Infinity War has already passed out Justice League. Oh, total. Box oh, absolutely. Office. It did oh, that yeah. in its opening so, weekend. Like, you know, however many weeks Justice League was out, ju- you know, Infinity War is already right. passed it out. So. I did that on Monday. I was like, let's see how badly this beat Justice League. <laughs> it beat it in its opening weekend because yeah. I think Justice League was like six hundred and thirty million. Yeah, and this did yeah. six hundred and forty. So yeah. it was like, "Fuck you!" It's currently at eight hundred fifty-seven million five hundred thirty-one thousand two hundred seventy. Well, I tell you what's currently beating it right now is Jumanji two. So Jumanji two does have the lead over that. So hopefully it will surpass it. You mean for opening or for right now? Op- Jumanji two has grossed more than Infinity War. Well, so yeah, I'm just hoping at some t- point that's, that's the entire length I'm of Jumanji two. I'm just saying I'm hoping out. at one point it does defeat Jumanji two because Jumanji Doug, two. In another three days, it's going to do that. Jumanji two beat Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman, and Justice League. Right. So really I'm just hoping into a wound for me here. <laughs> I swear to God. I'm really just hoping that Infinity War does not fall to the same trap. Fuck no! And Jumanji two laid for it. No. I'm just hoping that it will finally unseat Avatar and or Titanic. Yeah. I would love for that to happen. Yeah. Did you see? Uh, was it? 
James Cameron came out recently and said that uh, he hopes that people get superhero fatigue because he wants to see original stories come oh, out. Oh, oh fuck like, you, like, dude! Didn't you? Aren't you planning on making five Avatar? Movies? I was like, and your sequel to your movie that came out when is coming? Fuck you, right, James no. Cameron. Like, look, Cameron. I love yeah. the Terminator. I loved, uh, you know, Aliens. I love a lot of the shit that you do, but fuck off yeah. with your Avatar. Like, speaking it's such of a, superhero ugh. burnout, though, this is that's kind of where I wanted to start this with. I sitting sitting in the in the theater I was excited but I wasn't like I didn't lose my mind over this like I thought I would like it's sitting in the theater I for Black Panther I was like <gasps> like I was gripping the seat I'm like here we go and for this one I found myself as a star and I'm like all right and that was like that was the extent of like my like super excitedness so I thought it was one of two things either I it's superhero burnout is starting to happen or because I knew there was a fourth one coming out, I knew that I'm like, all right, this isn't the one to lose your mind over. Mm-hmm. Like the next one is going to be the one. Yeah. I, I, like, what I, do you guys think? Did I you feel the, the same, same way? way? I was similar. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, me I too. got there. I was like, so I was, I wasn't say I was over the the moon excited, but I was pretty excited and like. I loved it when the title card came on and Marvel Studios highlighted the one and the zero to make it ten years. Yeah, I'm yeah like, that was cool. And I was just thinking, like, Jesus Christ, I remember when Iron Man came out. You see, that's the thing that I was more excited about. It wasn't so much actually the movie, it was the villain because mm-hmm. they've been building towards this guy for so many years. That yeah. Like, I actually genuinely was like, okay, this is like, I'm really excited to see this because okay. of him, but not so much the movie overall. And I thought Thanos was a great villain. I think it's Wonderful. the best villain that they had by far. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing Iron Man in the theater and literally sitting there before Infinity War and thinking, holy shit, they've been building up to this for 10 right. years. And that, that's the thing that I was most excited about. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, I was that's like, a, I was 25 when that when Iron Man came out. I'm like, right. Jesus Christ, that was a long time ago. Right, yeah. Think about how much has changed since then. Yeah, that was a yeah. long time ago. And I think that was the thing that was most impressive to me was this, you know, so many other franchises have tried to do a shared movie universe and they failed because... You know, they don't... It's not an easy thing to do, but Marvel's done such a great job, and this is just beating the dead horse. We've said this so many times, but they were the first ones to do this, and they did it well, because at any point in time during that first that initial phase, if any one of those movies had failed, yeah. that could have been the end. Uh-huh. And they weren't perfect, but they found a way to be to take something like Thor, which is a pretty nerdy type of thing, and they made it cool. Captain America, I was not looking forward to that movie. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is just... That's like, to date one of your war, favorite movies. World War II propaganda. And I was like, how are you going to make this cool? And I'm like, it's not bad. And then Avengers, I was like, here we go. The excitement. I kind of had that same excitement from Avengers where I'm like, oh, okay, great. We have all these different characters and they're going to interact. Yeah. How are they going to link up? How's this going to go? And I was real excited for that. But even like Captain America is a, is a great example because I think what we've seen Marvel been able to do is like pivot some of those characters who maybe some people haven't liked as much as they thought they would and, and change them a little bit so Captain America in the first one I remember seeing it and some people saying to me he's just too much of a good guy like there's <laughs> nobody that clean right right like it, it annoys me that he's that good and then we start to see him like be a little bit more kind of rough around the edges in the movies that came afterwards and people actually liked him a little bit more yeah. because of it so I think that's what Marvel have done better than anything is actually take a character and say people aren't shining to them the way we thought they would what can we change to make it better yeah so. well the one thing i think they've they've done in in that same vein is is just character development like yeah. just the character arcs like even within a movie like a singular movie but then with with all of their movies combined like you get to see mini arcs and you get to see like over overarching arcs yeah. that it's just they do a really good job at developing that yeah i also like you bring up captain america i thought he's interesting too because his 
cheery outlook was a nice sort of uh, sort of opposite of like nowadays cynicism. So seeing him in like Winter Soldier, which is one of my favorite movies, if that's got to be my top two, mm-hmm. like that is one of my favorite movies, and to see him in this world, he's adapting to it, and the fact that he was like, look. Shield is rotten. We're gonna take it down. We're gonna whatever it all goes. He knows the right move to make, and then in Civil War, where he's like, "Look, I can't sign these accords because I don't believe in them, and I'm going to stick to my guns." And both he and Tony were right and wrong in that movie. But like, I, I sided with Cap, even though I'm like in a real world situation. I'm like, you can't do this. You can't have a powerful group of people go unchecked, right? Yeah, and ungoverned. But I was like, he's right because of the bureaucracy of everyone else. If there's a situation where they need to go into a country, but maybe they're like, well, technically this isn't sanctioned, you can't go in. But what if, like, take for example, uh, you know, uh, Crossbones in, in Civil War, he's going to steal a some sort of chemical, some sort of disease, some virus. Right. And what if they're like, guys, we have to investigate first. We got to talk with this corrupt, probably leader, and we got to make sure we can go in. And then like Crossbones just steals it, runs off, and just yeah. there's a whole bunch of paperwork we need to fill out before we can do this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like a clearance. What treaties is this in violation of? So yes, there was collateral damage, and it was awful that it happened. But it's like they needed to react. What are we going to do with like you know, if uh, you know when uh, you know uh, Thanos is you know children show up in, in Glasgow and they're like, right. technically we just can't walk in there, guys. Uh, we're going to have to speak with... The, it's like, what? Let's, let's yeah. go ahead and just watch our friends die and uh, <laughs> if this gets approved, we'll save them, but I guess maybe not. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that was one of the most interesting things about Captain America was the fact that you know, when he got the chance to lift the hammer in Age of Ultron, he, he was kind of moving it, yeah. but he actually didn't lift it. Yeah. And I've always wondered, is it the fact that he knew that the Winter Soldier killed Iron Man's parents and Ooh. didn't tell them, didn't tell Tony, or is there something else coming that we don't know about? That's interesting. So you think he, mm. you're wondering if he, why he wasn't worthy to pick up the hammer? Well, yeah, because I mean, as we just kind of talked about, like he has all these very like yeah. worthy aspects to him. He doesn't yeah. really, you know, do something unless it's the right thing to do. But at the same time, he wasn't able to lift the hammer. So why I is that? It, yeah. it did. It did move a little bit, and you see Thor go like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, but. That's actually a really good point. Like, well, uh, I mean, if you follow the comics, it's because he's Hydra. Hail yeah. Hydra. Oh, <laughs> Someone's like, we've got to put a new spin on this. Right. Uh, yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Horse shit. Yeah. <laughs> but Infinity War, I think, was such a, you know, I think um, you sent me in, uh, kind of a snippet of a, a review, and, and I think it's really true that this movie should have failed. Right. In so many different ways. There's way too many characters. Yeah. There's too much happening. There's too much buildup and expectation that yeah. this movie was kind of designed to fail, yeah. and yet it despite succeeded. Its, despite its ambitions, it failed. Yeah. Or it, it succeeded, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it succeeded very well to the point where I was extremely satisfied with it. I don't know how you guys felt about the movie. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I guess the one of the best feelings I think I've ever had in a, in a movie theater was after that first or five, five or six minutes, you haven't actually seen what has happened. Like, Thanos has shown up on this ship and basically ripped it to pieces and killed a whole bunch of people, and you don't even care because you're seeing basically Loki... Die in front of you five minutes into a movie, and Uh here's this person who was a main character throughout two or three other films, and has now basically been like, okay, like they've just shown us that nothing is sacred here, right? Yeah, thrown everything out the window, Um, and it just kind of set up the whole film for me as kind of like, 
you're going to see some stuff that you really didn't expect here. Yeah. So. And not only that, right out of the gate, you see the Hulk get his ass handed to him. Yeah. Which you're is, like, uh, yeah, you're like, whoa. If the Hulk can't beat, and so much so that you don't see Hulk the rest of the movie because he's scared yeah. of Thanos. He's right, like, yeah. I don't want to come out. The fear, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's the interesting thing, like playing with the idea that the only the only uh, thing that can that can uh, eclipse rage is fear. Yeah. And that, that he just is like, nope. I won't do it. Yeah. yeah, like you've never seen Hulk scared and unwilling to come out before. Yeah. You're like, right. wow, this yeah. is a big deal. Yeah. His yeah. pride has been bruised big time. <laughs> big like, time, this yeah. This never happened to me. Yeah, which is fascinating. And I think that was like, I, I expected that based at the end of Ragnarok and seeing the trailer, which I'm going to challenge myself for the next one to see if I can go without watching any trailers for it. Wait, which, uh, for the next Avengers The next movie. Avengers? I'm going to try. You're going to fail. I'm going to try. You're going to fail. I want to try because I kind of want to just go in like not... Just being completely unaware of what I'm going to see because oh man, I remember too much from trailers. <clears throat> like when they show when when Thanos showed up on Titan, I'm like, oh, this is where Star Lord, uh, Iron Man, and all these guys are going to fight him here. Like I just because I've seen it so many times, yeah, I yeah. know the settings very well. Well, that's one of the interesting things that they've started doing as well is that if you go back and watch some of the trailers that they they put out, there's like Hulk running through yep. Wakanda with everyone, but he like we never see him in right, the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, it is kind of an interesting thing that they're starting to throw in. These scenes, they've shot fake scenes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're willing to do that, which I think is some pretty hard commitment, and I love it. Yeah, like we're gonna film some fake shit that's not even gonna be in here, right? Which is fascinating. I just, I, I, I would love, I love again the concept. It's like me doing a dry month, like I love the concept of me not watching a trailer, but I just don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> there was a guy at work who told me he hadn't watched a trailer for it, and he's a huge nerd, and I was like, good for you. And then after I watched this, I was like, you know, what if I hadn't watched the trailer for Thor Ragnarok? Yeah. And I didn't know that Hulk was going to show up. In oh, that you lost scene. your mind! I was like, that. I understand why they threw that in the trailer, but I'm like, what if none of us knew that? Yeah. And then you see Hulk, and you're like, oh my god, it's Hulk in an arena! Yeah, you would have lost your fucking mind. Yeah. Kind of like when Red Skull shows up in this. Right. I right. was like, whoa, what that's where he went. Yeah. Expected. I wasn't expecting that at all. I Which like, I did oh. not realize that Hugo Weaving didn't reprise his role. I didn't either. I yeah. thought that was totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the dude from The Walking Dead. Yeah. 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 So this. I. I and I'm going to apologize, I don't know his name, but the guy from The Walking Dead, um, he does a whole bunch of celebrity impressions. He's amazing. I just got done watching like three or four videos he's where he did so wow. good. He's yeah. really fun. It's Ross something. He does... Uh, Ross Marquand, M-A-R-Q-U-A-N-D. Yeah, so he does like Matthew McConaughey. He does everybody oh, wow. on his own. Um, like really quick, like Like micro impressions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, they got him to do it because he could he could basically make himself sound much, so much like he. I thought it was. And it's so funny. I was like, oh, cool. They got Hugo Weaving to come back because he fucking hated doing that. It's like, yeah. no, he oh, still would he come. I didn't oh, realize he hated, hated it. being yeah. Red Skull. Loathed it. Really? He, he was basically like, I will never come back and do this again. He huh. did uh, Megatron for the Transformers films mm. as well. And I think he said basically the exact same thing. He was like, both times, I think. Marvel was a little bit different. He came right out and said, like, I have no interest in doing another one. Interesting. Whereas the Transformers one, he basically said, yeah, they booked me on this job. I went into a booth for, like, two and a half hours and did all the voice recording. He said, I felt nothing. I had no interest in it. Um, <laughs> Sounds it like a Transformers movie. Yeah, it was basically <laughs> like, I, just, right, yeah. I got paid to do this, yeah. so I did it. So That's yeah. fair. I yeah, can't yeah. can't fault him for that. This yacht's not going to pay for itself. You know, like, <laughs> just... Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. This Lord of the Rings money is starting to dry up. <laughs> this like, Matrix money is not going to go on forever. <laughs> but I was literally sitting there in the theater wondering like did they get him back did right. they not get him back and I was looking for his name in the credits and I couldn't find it and I was like what, wait what did they get someone else right yeah. Or, yeah that's, that's interesting. so funny yeah yeah, yeah he's really yeah that was that was an impressive performance I'll, I will say that so what were some of your highlights from the movie for you guys I think one of my biggest surprises again after Loki dying was 
I think killing off Gamora Oof. was like I was like whoa yeah. what the hell just happened because she was such a huge part of the Guardians um, and it kind of makes you wonder like she was one of the kind of the cool people of that group and yeah. she yeah. could really fight and yeah. um, also especially like in, in this world that we're, we're moving towards with so many like lead female characters you just killed off like one of your like strongest female characters right. straight away it was like a really mm-hmm. big shock so I think Gamora dying but also like the the kind of moment around it because it brought another layer to to Thanos because whereas a lot of the other characters like villains in superhero movies in general it's like money or it's you know power this guy like he actually has some emotion to him mm-hmm. and some underlying layers that we maybe didn't think about and making and sacrifices like you don't really so much just see like the CGI character on screen you do see like this guy who is yeah he's he's pretty upset about the fact that this person that he he secretly cared about has just died so yeah. I thought that was a pretty cool moment I absolutely love that scene because what I liked, I didn't necessarily agree with Thanos, and I thought his reasoning for just like, oh, you know, resources get kind of crazy, so we'll just wipe out half the universe. I'm like, mm, okay, uh, I kind of get it. I would have loved more of a thing about him, you know, having this thing towards death, but whatever. Um, but when he shows up, and he knows he has to pay a price to get this soul gem, and when he's told what it is, you just see, even though he's CGI, you see this like look on his face where he's like, oh my god, yeah, and. It's so it's very brutal, especially like when he just grabs her and chucks her over. And I love that later on in the movie when after Scarlet Witch, God bless her, has to kill Vision, kills the thing that she loves, and then Thanos is just like, Whoop, "We'll just uh, go ahead redo redo that, and I'll kill him again. Yeah. Thank you for nothing." Um, and he just pats her on the head, and he's like, "It's been a, it's been a tough day." Yeah, and like because he knows, like yeah. he's he's done this all. Within probably a day. Yeah, and, yeah. Which is interesting. Um, which let, let me ask you guys this. Why do you think he waited until this moment to go and get the Infinity Stones? So I think that... Did, did the music get louder, by I the way? I have no idea. I feel like the music got louder. I, I'm going to have to lodge a formal complaint. A little bit, yeah. I guess, I a little so. bit. Yeah. It's just very distracting to me. I apologize. <laughs> um, I, well, I think... Why did he wait till this? So why was he sending everyone else to do his stuff and no, like I mean, failing? Like, and why didn't he just... Uh, you know, he gave the mind gen to Loki. I mean, he obviously had that. He gave that to Loki to kind of go conquer Earth. But why didn't he just... You know, in Guardians of the Galaxy 1, he knows where the power gem is. Why doesn't he just go get it? You know what I mean? Why did he wait until this moment? Well, I think he was sending... He was sending people out to try to... Like to... To try to get them, wasn't he? Like he was in the let's see the the what's the red gem? It's a reality gem. The reality gem, yeah. Was uh, the dark elves? Were they? They weren't in cahoots with him, were they? No. Okay. The, the for some reason I had it in my head that he was sending people out to try to round them up because he said like you know if you can't I'll do it myself when he grabbed the gauntlet at the end of the um, was it Civil War? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Like so, I just I in my head for some reason I don't I must have made this up where he had other people going about doing it. And he's like, "Fuck it, then I'll just do it myself." From that point, I feel like it, there was not too much time that had passed. Like we may have seen someone else's timeline, mm-hmm. but I think that from that point to this, it was probably just a matter of maybe a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because the time stone Doctor Strange had, right? Mm-hmm. The soul stone we saw him get when mm-hmm. Gamora died. Then there was the reality stone. How did that come about? Uh, that was originally from... That was in Thor to the Dark World, and they collected the ether and they gave it to the Collector because right. they didn't want to have the Tesseract and the ether both on Asgard. Little did they know that they had the Power Gem, or the Power Stone and the 
reality stone or the power stone and the yeah reality stone in the same the collector had both of those at one point well he had the power stone but then it blew up and they then the guardians ended up taking it back to uh, oh they Xandar. did that's right yeah and then xander was ex- xander held it yeah which i love so, how we didn't even need to see because i'm like of course thanos just obliterated that place so what's, oh yeah, yeah what's the fifth stone that i'm forgetting what's so the uh, there's the mind, the mind gem, gem which is in mind vision okay. yeah and then yeah did we name them there's all? six there's so we have time reality oh, the te- soul wait did we say mind. the tesseract tesseract is what was on asgard yeah and then I just forgot one. Whatever. We set them all at some so, point. Yeah, it, it, it's Power, a good question because... mind, <laughs> soul, reality. Mind. We said mind. Fuck. Oh. Hold on. <laughs> We're idiots, guys. I'm so sorry. Heart. <laughs> but maybe it is a case of, like, he was allowing them to do the work for him because, like, they had collected good amount of infinity stones on earth by the time he came along which so. i i mean they did have two on earth they had the mind gem and they had the I time gem oh the tesseract was the space so yeah. time mind soul reality power space mm-hmm. yeah and then the tesseract was on asgard the power gem is on xandar soul gem was where so they were kind of spread out yeah I but mean, i feel like he had been kind of like pulling the strings on trying to get things in a place where he could where he could then go collect them. I think a theory that I read about it, and actually my brother talked to me about this, was that in the comics, um, he had to make a dash for it because if he started collecting them, people would know. Okay. And then and that's would. when things was, would get hairy. So he tries to do it in all at one time. Okay. Because if he was slowly acquiring them, they're like, Thanos has one, everyone lock it down. So he kind of just went real quick and grabbed everything so yeah. that no one could really stop him. And honestly, something else I loved about this movie when he got, like, each gem that he got made him just, like, so much more fucking powerful. Yeah. yeah. And it was really cool, and I love that they showcased that, where it's, like, especially at the end. Well, first of all, I love the fight on Titan, where as he's doing stuff, you get to see the gem in action. Like, he's yeah. changing reality to different things. The power, like, he's absorbing, you know, the fire and firing it back out. Um, he's, like, doing all sorts of really cool stuff. And I was like, wow, this is exactly how powerful he is. And when he gets all of them, or at least he has five of them, and shows up on, on Wakanda, it's like, there's no way anyone's going <laughs> to... Yeah, right. Because it seemed like thing where we're like, oh, well, let's find a way to beat him. It's like, no, he's going to just whoosh, yeah. swat people yeah. away. Nothing you do is going to stop this clown, yeah. But that, uh, that reality stone scene when oh, you know, the, the collector, and yeah. you think Gamora has killed him, and yeah. then all of a sudden this just red wave comes along. So, and it's like, oh, so nice. you're like, oh, yeah. my God, this place is on fire. Like yeah. He was completely just... Completely decimated, yeah. Yeah, that was oh, really, really really interesting and very powerful again that sort of stuff yeah and just like you know star lord having to you know pull the trigger and then bubbles coming right gone it was like oh so then he put him through this just emotional trauma of yeah because yeah it pushes her towards him and goes she asked you to do it that his arc in this movie was very interesting thanos or star lords both okay mostly i'm talking about star lord like he it's, he hides behind his wisecracks and his sarcasm and things like that, and that's the only thing he's good at. And, you know, whenever he feels threatened, he just goes to that, like with that scene with Thor, where he's like, uh, I need you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you are you mimicking? <laughs> no, this is how I always talk. He's just like going into that, and then when Gamora's like trying to be serious with him, and he's like, uh, you want me to do what? And she just, you know, tells me quite, she's like, swear on your mother. Yeah. And I, lo- I almost said, swear on your mother. Um, but I love that because those, there's been a couple moments in the Guardians of the Galaxy where Peter gets really real, and they're usually involved his mom. Mm-hmm. And the first one, it's like you know he sees the vision of his mom when he's like holding the Power Stone. He obviously is willing to do whatever it takes to hang onto that Walkman and stuff like that. And then the second one, when he finds out that Ego killed his mom, he becomes emotionally irrational. And this one, he cares a lot about Gamora. And so I love seeing that moment where you know 
Thanos has her, and he, the only thing he can say is like, "I told you to go right," which is again, he's hiding behind his his sar- sarcasm yeah. and stuff like that, and and just seeing him like at the end of the movie as he slowly fades away, he says, "What's he say?" Like, "Oh man," he says some like almost throwaway line, but he can he's so sad, like yeah. he's like he can't believe this is how it's wrapping up for him. It's devastating because he just realized that Gamora is dead and that right. they lost, and he's just like. Fuck, like just that's in that between him fading away and Scarlet Witch fading away. She was probably like, "Thank God, kill me." Yeah, yeah. after like, all the shit I've had to go through, I've just yeah. killed someone that I love yeah. more than anything. And then he was brought back and killed again, and yeah. I had to sit there and watch it all, and I couldn't do anything. And she's like, "Fucking kill me, just yeah. Yeah. do it." And those scenes were so powerful to me, and I was like, "Wow." Yeah, no, they were. That was. I, I thought. I, I thought it was. It was interesting to see. Uh, like the the hard deaths versus the fade to ash deaths versus the you know like I because I, to me the hard deaths I don't think there's anything coming back from no, them. no so I like don't think so. like Loki Heimdall Gamora and Vision yeah like those are the four that that super had dead hard deaths yeah um, Gamora I still think because her soul is in the Infinity Stone there's I the think potential to come back. there's the potential to is come back is her soul in there. Yeah, well, so this I did a bit of research on mm-hmm. the on the Infinity Stone, the uh, Soul Stone, rather. Uh, so in the comics, the Soul Stone allows the user to steal, control, or alter souls, and anyone who uh, has been killed typically their soul resides back into the the Soul Stone. Mm-hmm. So that's where some people think. Because my question was, where where was Thanos when he was talking to her, talking to the younger version of her? I think he jumped back into the soul, like somehow he got sucked into this because mm-hmm. it's orange. And she was the only person that, in theory, had been killed so far because he killed her to get it. So I think he jumped back in. That was the manifestation, how he remembered her. Hmm. And I think that's how he was talking to her in the Soul Stone. That's a good, and so, good theory. So a lot of people, there have been like people going like way crazy theories about how she could come back. Um, but I, I think she, out of those four, is the only one that could potentially come back. I wouldn't want her to come back. No. You think I th- it would cheapen the? Uh... I think. I think it would be more powerful for Thanos to almost go a little crazier as he's haunted by this, and he kind of like because he loves her so much, he goes to visit her, okay, and this sort of thing, and he's knowing that he can never get her back, and I think she just would torment him from there. Would be very, I feel like, great to the point where if he eventually loses the Soul Gem, that kind of sets her free. Sort of thing, and I I think it would be it would really cheapen her death. It, people are going to come back. I know that. Like, oh yeah, Black Panther is not gone. Like well yeah, well that's because I had written down here. I said the disintegrated ones. All these people are part of the new crew. Yeah, yeah. right. They all have sequels slated. There are some of them are already filming. Some of them are already whatever. But they could do a time jump. Like for Captain Marvel, they're going to go back to the nineties. Mm-hmm. So they could do a time jump, or they could just reca- recast. Mm-hmm. Like Spider Man, they could bring. Uh, what's his name? Miles Morales. Uh, Toby Miles Maguire. Morales. Yeah, they could bring Toby Maguire back <laughs> and finally give Topher Grace his shot in the, his day in the sun. Yeah, right. Uh, no, but Miles Morales, they could bring him back because they introduced Donald Glover uh, had said, my nephew lives in the neighborhood. Yeah. And in the comics, the guy he played, his nephew was Miles Morales who yeah. took mm-hmm. up the mantle. So in theory, they could just recast it. I think it would be absurd to bring Tom Holland on only to... You know, speaking of, that was a hard one. Yes. That was a hard one to watch. Yeah, that was well. This brutal. is a, this is another thing that I have not verified, but I'm gonna throw out there. I have read that apparently Tom Holland improved those lines. Really? Yes. Oh, interesting. Which would take it to a whole new level because that was like 
he's apologizing. Right, it's right. Like, he's still so innocent in this in, in his kind of death and scene. And scared. Yeah. He was yeah. so scared of dying. And, and just and how do you think that? I mean, Tony Stark. I mean, God, that's oh going to haunt him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, forever because that's the, someone he's taken under his wing. And right, yeah. He's also tried to keep him out of danger. And sure enough, he fucking fades. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, my God, if he has PTSD prior, he's going to have it now. Oh, no. Tony Stark is going to be fucked up beyond belief. But uh, it was something else that someone made a good point that it was, um, you know, all of the rest of the characters, it was kind of like they knew something was happening and then they were gone. But because Spider-Man has, you know, the Spidey sense, was oh, it so much worse for wow. him because he felt this coming? I didn't yeah. think of that. Yeah. Oh, oh, fuck. Jesus. That's even. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's that's wild. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about yeah. that because it was so. Because that's the thing is like, you know, I. My brother and I kind of talked about this, but thinking of The Last Jedi, you know, I like that movie a lot. I think it took some chances, but it didn't land for everybody. This, very bold, very risky. Yeah. And I think it played for just about everybody mm-hmm. because I, I don't know. Why do you think that is? I mean, not to necessarily compare those two, but that's a bold move. Why do you think it worked? To kill people off? Yeah, just to be like, we're going to just <laughs> take I think a it's swath. just because it hasn't been done before. It's yeah. Like, yeah. No, nobody was expecting to see... I'm, you know, we, we knew that brand new character who you you who only had a you know a movie. However, you know he's expected to have another one next year or whatever. Yeah. Who's really successful to then like oh yeah this young guy who is like the picture of innocence in these yeah. movies. We're mm-hmm. gonna kill him um, mm-hmm. just to kind of really make a point. And so. you knew you were gonna get deaths, but you didn't realize it was gonna be literally half the like half the fucking cast because there was what is it one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen fifteen people died. Mm-hmm. That's a huge chunk. It was like basically anybody who wasn't there at the beginning. Right. Well, you died. know, the originals, like, yeah. the originals were all the survivors, which, which of obviously course, I think, yeah, not by, not by any mistake. Right. Yeah. They're, they're going to wrap it up. And they're obviously going to be sacrifices there that'll probably bring other people back. Right. It's, exactly. Well, one of the things that the screenwriters said, uh, I found a quote from them. Um, I thought was kind of interesting. They, they said, they go, um, Avengers four doesn't do what you think it does. Also, the deaths are real. I just want to tell you it's real. And the sooner you accept that, the sooner you will be able to move to the next stage of grief. That <laughs> is the, so incredible. like they were like, look, obviously some people come back, but a lot of these people are fucking dead. Yeah. You won't see them again. Get to the next stage of grief so you can have this. Yeah. yeah. No, it's so true. And I, I think that's very, because that's the thing too, is is the moment that was shocking for me is when uh, Iron Man's fighting Thanos and Thanos stabs him. I'm like, fuck. Like, I thought he was, I'm like, this is it. Yeah. Like, at this yeah. point, anything's possible. And I yeah. love that they got me to that point where I'm like, Eek. I wouldn't be like, nah, he's fine. Yeah. I was like, fuck me. He's going to die. He's going to die. Yeah. He's going. And everyone yeah. in my theory goes, <gasps> aghast. It was like this very, like, real <laughs> moment. Where, ah, and I'm like, I'm convinced. Like, I thought, I thought it would be this movie. I'm thinking now it could be the next one. I'm convinced that it'll either be Captain America or Iron Man. One of them is going. Like, yeah. They're not both going to survive this. And when that happened, I was like, here it is. I, I knew it. I yeah. was like, Iron Man is going to die. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I want, so it's either I, I firmly believe Iron Man is going to be the one to die. However, now that they're setting this thing up with Pepper, I think maybe they'll let him live and ride off into the sunset. Maybe. Maybe. I feel like Cap is probably going to go. I think Cap's going to bite like, it? I think he's going to bite it because Bucky's primed and ready to take over as yeah. the new Captain America. He's got his new arm. He's got his new arm he's and everything clear, like that. clear head. Yeah. Clear, yeah. And there was this kind of great moment where it was Captain America versus Thanos, and it was Thanos has the gauntlet on top of him, and, and he's, he's, he's almost pushing it back, and you could see Thanos is kind of looking at him going, huh. wait a second, what's yeah. this? Yeah. And it was over really quickly, and it kind of gave the impression that 
this is something that's going to continue in the second one. We're going to yeah. see this again. Yeah. So. I, there was a, a there was an amusement slash a bit of shock as yeah. he's like. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. It was kind, kind of like of, Thor, kind of like Thor lifting that, yeah. and the hammer. And he's like, speaking of Thor, was he not just fucking awesome in oh this movie? Oh, my God. It was a great performance by Hemsworth. Oh, great my God. That moment where he shows up on the battlefield. Yeah. Like, everyone in my theater just just cheered. Like, but, they went nuts. Like, we we saw, like, the character develop in Ragnarok. Like, yes. He, saw, he kind of became funny. And he was yeah. kind of like, oh, yeah. Like, he became this really likable character. Because, again, like, as you said, Thor in the first film was kind of like, eh. You know, it would still yeah. good, but it's not the best Yeah, you kind of a drip, yeah. Seen. Then the dark world is kind of. Eh. I, I have a soft spot for that for no good reason. I just do. <laughs> and then Ragnarok was like, oh my god, this is really really funny. They did right. a great job. Yeah. But this was like Ragnarok was kind of the start, but this was kind of like he is. Yeah, he's the god of thunder. Yeah. Like he, this is the thing we should have seen in the first movie. Yeah. He's using like lightning. He's using thunder. He's flying into the, you know the battle scene. Um, but I thought like one of the, one of my favorite parts with Thor was when he's basically talking about how you know he has lost everything yes. there's this really nice moment where you do see him kind of like he's not cracking jokes anymore and there is the kind of a tear and you're yeah. like oh this is like a this is a real moment from Chris Hemsworth which I thought was great yeah because yeah. he's trying to again trying to put the facade up as he's talking to Rocket and he's just like he's like ah so you're uh, your brother huh that's kind of rough and he's like what about the rest of your family and he's just describing Everyone he loves in his life is gone. Yeah. And not just gone, brutally murdered. One of whom he had to murder himself, his right. sister. And it's almost like he's realizing it as he's saying it. He's like, oh my God, there is nothing left. Like That's he's gone, it. he's taking kind of stock, like inventory of like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is And it. in spite yeah. of that, he's so heroic and he's like, we're going to go build something. That's gonna stop him, and I love it when he shows up on the battlefield. He just fucking rainbow bridges in there, yeah. And then he's just bring me Thanos, and just like yeah. that's such an amazing sort of like moment where you're like fuck yeah, Thor's here to wreck some shit, and it's just the end of that that flourish of the Avengers music that kicks in. And my theater just went fucking nuts. Yeah, I so love cool. that. I love those moments in movies because I usually hate it when people are talking and shit, but when we there's that collective like excitement zeitgeist of like oh my god we all think this is amazing the other time that happened was in Avengers 1 when Hulk grabs Loki and starts smashing him all over the place yeah, yeah, people yeah. lost their fucking minds yeah. like, I didn't even know for the longest time that he said puny god because people were going nuts and that was one of my favorite things about Ragnarok is when he does it to Thor and then yes. Loki's like yes that's how that feels <laughs> that's that was- how it feels <laughs> And, it, it, and there's a lot of those moments where there was some pretty cool heroics. Like, uh, and like I love the scene on Titan when all of those characters were fighting Thanos together. First of all, what a great action sequence. Because yeah. anytime you have Doctor Strange, it's like mind-bending. It's yeah. like playing the game Portal because anything yeah. can happen. And I loved everyone that was doing everything they were doing. And Star-Lord putting that bomb on his back and then jumping backwards, flipping him off, falling through a portal. Like, It's like, Jesus Christ, how did you storyboard all this sort yes. of stuff? How did you make this sequence so much fun and there was just so much happening but in such a good way and they were able to combine like different elements of every single person in this one scene whereas typically you just have to think about one okay what's the cool thing that they're going to do right but it all meshed together to make this like you said an amazing action sequence yeah and really see them yeah just get brought like brought together and and working in a cohesive manner towards towards the goal i loved uh i think for me one a super powerful line was when Stark was just going nuts on him and using every trick he had in the bag. And he just kind of, Thanos just looks at the blade. He's like, all that for one drop of blood? Yeah, and then yeah. just, bam, yeah. smacks. Like, I was like, oh, this is futile. This yeah. is a futile effort. Yeah, that suit is not going to help you, but Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. That's, oh, that's such a good point. I forgot all about that. Like, there were so many really cool moments like that where these characters really just showed up in, in, in 
I love it when Cap showed up. Like again, because I watched the trailer a billion times, I'm like, "This is where Cap shows up." I could see the locations. Yeah. I'm like, as Cap's soon as they show went up. to that train station, you're just like, "Oh, Cap!" Because you yeah. and I analyzed that scene. Yep. We're like, yeah. "Where do we think they are?" And oh I was god, like, you and I went. We, yeah. we went like frame by frame, sadistically like stupid. Like, yeah. <laughs> just like, all right, so that looks like a, maybe I don't know. Like, you get a ticket from that booth or something. Yeah. That's a phone booth. You're, there. Yeah. Is this a bus station, train station? Right, we couldn't yeah. figure out what it was, and but then it is crazy how much you will analyze these things to try and piece the story right. together. And like, there's. There's a guy I work with who he is the biggest like Marvel movie fan. Like his desk, he has stuff like covered, like you know action figures and stuff. A really, really nice guy, and um, he wanted to go see it opening night and he couldn't. Uh, his wife was working and it was the same thing the next night. So he was like, you know, opening nights, I can't go to see it, and like I'm I'm taking care of the kids this weekend, so I'm gonna have to wait till next week. Oh Christ, oh, that is heartbreaking. So he literally, it was like a it was like a samurai. Soldier falling on his own sword. <laughs> he found the script online and read it. What? He's like, I Get can't. I can't have anybody spoil it for me. I'm gonna do it myself. Wow. He read the script and then um, now he wasn't actually upset about this, but we were leaving work on Friday night, uh-huh. and his wife called him and said, like, I canceled the work. So you can oh. go see the movie if you want. And he was literally like punching the air. <laughs> excited. I was like, that is the best thing I've ever seen. I'm so happy for this dude. Oh wow. Um, but so, after yeah. reading the script, I, he didn't care. He, was he like, didn't I don't care. care. Yeah, he was like, oh wow. So did so he cool. say how accurate the script he found was? Was so, it? So I told, yeah, he said it was the full. Like, it was okay. Like, not only did he read the script, like he read some spoilers online to verify that this was the right script. <laughs> I was like, this man is insane. Yes, we should have like, had him as a double guest yeah, with you. Yeah, that yeah, is I was insane. Like, Perfect. There we go. That is amazing. But, uh, yeah, and like absolutely loved it. Like that just, takes it to a yeah, different level. Didn't, didn't care that he knew what was happening. Just loved seeing it. So that is hysterical. Yeah, I am so thrilled that this movie did as well as it does. It did, and I'm just thrilled to see it racking up the the money yeah. because. Oh yeah. I think because also what was so special was as kind of is the case with a lot of the Avengers movies is these characters can just show up and we know exactly what's going on. Right. We don't need to be like Cap, where you been? We're like we know where Cap was. He's fucking been on the run. And yeah. they sum it up with like, yeah, we have been staying in five star hotels. Like, we know. Like, it's like you know, Guards of the Galaxy show up. Yeah, they're fucking pirating around the universe. Like, we don't need to know exactly where they've been and what they've been up to. Right. And we that's the thing I love is like people can show up and we can play. We don't yeah. need any more backstory or anything like that. There's questions as to like, where's Ant-Man? Where's Hawkeye? We'll get that stuff answered. Yeah. But it's one of those things where I'm like, no other movie universe or franchise can do that, where people just show up and be like, cool, let's play. I'm like, yes, that's why we can have 40 plus characters right. in this. And we can just enjoy it because it's like, oh, where's uh, where's the Winter Soldier been? Oh, in Wakanda. Right. Getting better. Yeah. Cool. What's Black Panther been up next, to? Yeah. Oh, you know, running his country. You know, like it's funny because like they kind of had throwaway lines for Hawkeye and Ant Man. They kind of said, oh, you know, after you know X Y and Z right. happened, yeah. we they they signed papers and they're out now. But the one person I was surprised they didn't mention was Valkyrie because she had yeah. such a big role. Oh, in good Ragnarok. point. And she was on the ship. Yeah, and it was just like they never mentioned her. I was like, is she dead? Is she alive? Did she escape? You know who else we never saw was Lady Sif. We didn't see her in Ragnarok. She was part of like those the Warriors Three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Never saw Absolutely her come back. Right. Yeah. I'm assuming she's dead. Um, yeah. I'm assuming Valkyrie's dead also because she was on the ship. But and that's the thing. I was, I was, but I don't think there, I think Valkyrie is alive just because she was such a, a breakout fan favorite of yeah. like, like a strong female character. I don't think they would, I don't think they have her killed. I think she, she escaped or something. Okay. Yeah. I think it'll be a case of like, they'll probably, there'll be either a reference or a flashback at some stage to, Thanos was coming towards their ship and yeah. like a whole bunch of them got off in the escape pod and he, he stayed yeah. there to, to go after basically the Infinity Stone. That's all yeah. he wanted. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's interesting. That's a good point. But, um, okay, so where do you guys think it goes from here? 
Well, I read an interesting article. <laughs> I did a lot of fucking research on this. So in the comics, apparently there is a seventh Infinity Stone oh. that has come up called the Ego Stone. It's called the Reboot Stone. It's called the Reboot Stone. <laughs> Guys, Tobey Maguire, am I right? Dum, dum, dum. Um, so the Ego Stone. Oh, the way we're not even mentioning Andrew Garfield. He doesn't even get a mention as that, a that spider That poor guy. <laughs> talking about falling on a sword. That poor bastard. <laughs> Jesus. He did the best he could with what Sony he was given. Sony took him out back and beat him with a bat and threw him in a grave alive <laughs> and just covered it up. <laughs> that poor fucker. I loved him as, as Spider-Man, but those movies were shit um so the seventh infinity stone it was hidden in an unknown realm known as the ultraverse and it is said to obtain the uh, uh or contain the essence of some celestial named nemesis uh which is an om- omnipotent being which shattered herself across two universes because she'd grown tired of her own existence the stone is believed to be extremely extremely powerful and a lot of people are thinking that carol danvers controls that stone because she is said to have a seventh sense, a precognitive Ooh. sense. Who's Carol Danvers? Uh, Captain, Marvel. Captain Marvel. Oh, gotcha. So they're thinking that a lot of, that she may come in um, and do something to to utilize the stone to like bring two realities together to help defeat Thanos. Boy, I hope that's not true. That's a lot of comic book plot stuff that just I think is complete horseshit. Like it's so I brought it up because I knew Doug would be yeah. not on board with this. Like I think Captain Marvel is definitely going to have. She absolutely will role, be. Yeah. I think, but um, yeah, I think like. Like, they've all just been defeated by this dude yeah. with more people, so there needs to be, like, a kind of a, a catalyst, and she's the only one we haven't seen yet. Right. Really. It's not going to be Ant-Man. It's not going to be Hawkeye. But no. I, I don't think... Person. I hope they don't bring a seventh stone into it. I just... No. I don't think that's a good... I no, think I it feels it. very comic booky to me, but she definitely will be. I think she's going to use some sort of... Because I think she's got a connection to cosmic, like, cosmic energy. She's so, one of the... She's an extremely powerful. Yeah, so I think that she's being. probably going to utilize that somehow... Um, some people have said that Ant, they're, Ant-Man, they're going to bring him in to potentially go to the, the what, quantum, the quantum wa- yeah. and it, like actually go into some element of the Soul Stone, mm-hmm. and you know, they, so yeah, maybe a combination of those two. Sure, because she, how Captain Marvel came about was that she basically had like she fused with like a Kree person on an explosion. Or, yeah. yeah, so I mean, like we've already seen them in it was Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. one, was it? So we already know there's like this unbelievably powerful person yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see like how big and how powerful she can actually become in yeah. this film but my understanding is that she is probably the only being in the universe that can actually take Thanos like one on one really like that's how powerful she is interesting and another question Thanos seemed like he was mortally wounded at the end of that movie yet he teleported out even though his gauntlet was fucked so here's here's my the next thing I read. Give it to me, baby. To that. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> my question was: Is Thanos dead? I think he's in the Soul Stone himself. Ah. So this in the comics, uh, the Soul Stone also contains something called the Pocket Verse. Yes. The Pocket Universe in which souls can be trapped. The person wielding the stone can also visit this universe. So that could have been how he said hello to Gamora. But the Pocket Dimension has been described as a place of peace and tranquility. Captured souls reside in here in complete harmony. Uh, sharing a dimensional consciousness and well-being, so I think hmm. that he w- he limped over to that what seemed to be like this very euphoric Tranquil, garden. Yeah. He kind of like limped, sat down, smiled, and looked out over this thing. I think he I think he might in that snap too. It was completely random who he killed. Mm-hmm. He might have killed himself. Interesting. That's my theory. Yeah, because th- my brother talked about that too. That universe, you can speak to souls, but they also lie. Because oh, in that, because in the comics, uh, Doctor Strange is actually the one in charge of the Soul Stone, not the Time Gem, and it is so dangerous because it can really fuck with the natural 
order of things yeah. that he essentially goes to the quantum realm, hides it there, casts a spell on it, and then casts the, the spell on himself so he forgets where it is because no one should have any of those stones, but they absolutely should not have that one. It's so dangerous. Absolutely, yeah. And people can go there, and they almost get turned crazy because these beings will also just basically manipulate you. Yeah. So I think he was well, basically saying, hey, don't listen to these beings because they will fucking lie to you. I also heard that Adam Warlock uh, was had, like, for a long time, was he's a, a, at the level of, like, Dan, like he's insanely powerful. He yeah. actually, for a while, stepped in as the living tribunal, which mm-hmm. is the second most powerful being in the universe, Marvel yeah. Universe. So I, because he was in, introduced at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I have to believe that he and Carol are going to maybe team up and, and take out Thanos. Oh, that'd be interesting. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, going, like, going back to the gauntlet thing, the thing that I'm... Like, shouldn't that be a failsafe? That if you're wearing this thing, you're not going to die if you snap your fingers? <laughs> like, shouldn't that be like a... It was programmed into yeah, the gauntlet. shouldn't that be in the fine print at the bottom of the thing? Um, like, if you snap your fingers, right. you're going to be okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting that you, you were saying about this, this other universe that he could be in because I just took it that, like, he basically said that he was... He was doing what he was said he was going to do, where yeah. he was basically just sitting back and watching half the universe that he'd allowed to live be thankful, and yeah. that's what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the the alternate universe within the gauntlet is a really interesting thing because you know we saw Gamora right afterwards. So how how is that happening? And what so, a great line, you know? Was it worth you, it? Was it worth it? Or she's like, "Did you do it? Yeah. yeah. What did it cost?" And he's like, "Everything." Yeah. Like he knows the cost of what he did. And I think yeah. that's what makes him interesting. I wonder if that also could be an allusion to his own life. Very, what did it cost everything? So, Oh, man. God damn. Right? Yeah, that's very, very interesting. Regardless, we're going to be... Oh, so maybe Ant-Man has to go down and fight him himself. Oh, on shit. The, on the quantum level. Or just oh, the man. next movie is two and a half hours of the rest of him sitting around going, so where did that dude go? <laughs> 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 what do we do? <laughs> Series like... I don't know. <laughs> I've <laughs> never done that. Do you think this is the last thing I'll bring up because uh, we're we are running along here? But uh, do you think she fucked with the Mind Stone at all to 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 do anything? Because she was trying to get it out. Do you think? Because right at the end, she did a couple things and then wiped it out real quick mm. before she got attacked. Do you think she did anything to like alter how it works or fuck with him? I don't think so because people still died. People still died, but. At, like, do you think that could have been what fried the gauntlet? But at the same time, he also he turned it back to before she would have done that and just ripped it out of the dude's head. No, no, not not uh, Scarlet Witch. I'm talking about Sir- Shiri. Shuri. Shuri. Oh, because hmm. she was trying to. She was. She had it hooked up to her machinery, Black Panther's uh, sister, and she was trying to extract it. And then right at the end, right before the guys came through, she did a, something she did a and then wiped things, it. Yeah. yeah. And so I want, I, I'm just wondering if she somehow was like, well, maybe I'll do something to try to help this. I don't know. That's a fair point. I guess my only thing would be that, like, if your technology is advanced enough that you can, like, be messing with stuff like that, couldn't you have designed a weapon to fight the dude? <laughs> um, like, that you were able to basically also good point. mess with the inner workings <laughs> of the stone, but you can't. Well, so well, that's a fair point, yeah. Very fair um, point. So maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. I might have about, about kicked my coverage on this. <laughs> Fuck. But I do like the fact that Doctor Strange went through all the different possibilities. Yeah. And he obviously knew something was up. Because when I was in the theater and he offered the stone to save Stark, the guy to my left was like, Oh, man, come on, really? <laughs> You're going to save one guy instead of millions? Come on. I'm like, 
Strange is not the kind of guy that would just willy nilly hand over. He made it very yeah. clear. Yeah. This is calculated. That this yeah. is he will let other people die to save the stone. This yeah. is supposed to happen. Right. Obviously, this has to be. Yeah, Stark has to live because I imagine Stark is going to go back and he's going to obviously reconcile with Cap. And I think this is going to fuel him because God, what Stark? Everyone on that planet except for Nebula died yeah. in front of him, including yeah. Spider Man. Who was holding on to him as he was fading away? Yeah, he's going to be motivated after he recovers yeah. from his. He's he's going to be motivated he's to. A pissed off. He's going to get that flip phone out and he's going to call. <laughs> Which was a I don't know why, but that was hysterical. He seems so frustrated to have it in his hand. He's like, right. oh, <laughs> "Come on, Steve." <laughs> All of the technology I can design, and you give me right. a flip phone. I this is a slap in the face. I've got a suit that basically turns into whatever I want it to, and you yeah. give me a fucking flip phone. Like, you come son on, of a bitch! Just come on, your, Grandpa. Give me your number. I'll get the suit to call you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I'll give it to Friday. She'll call you. Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, Wait, we'll, 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 oh, go ahead. I think that was like Doc. We we haven't really covered Doctor Strange yeah. too much. I know we're running long long on time, but I think like that was another character that I loved in this because yes. in the his actual movie. I was like, ah, okay, whatever. Yeah. This one, he was actually, oh my god, this is like an all-powerful being. Fully realized. We've seen him, yeah, realize his powers. And like, if he hadn't, you know, the snap hadn't happened and and he dies, he was actually going toe-to-toe with Thanos for a while and he was doing fine. So it kind of begs the question that if he does come back, will he have a much bigger role in in the second movie? I hope so because he's a fascinating character and I thought it was even cool just seeing his cameo in Thor Ragnarok because even then you're like, He's not fucking around. Like he knows so much. Yeah, yeah. He fully understands what he what it is that he's doing, and to see him like just effortlessly teleport people or use such bizarre magic, and of course, he and Tony's dialogue was just fantastic. I still am pissed off that they didn't pull my oh, line out. Oh fuck that line! Where they look at each other and go, "No shit, Sherlock." <laughs> Come on, man. So upset. Come on. But I love that when he calls him a douchebag, you know, because like, this is exactly how these guys would treat each other. Absolutely. Because they're both arrogant assholes. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden they're trying to one up each other. He's like, fuck you, no, fuck you. Like, they just did not want to give in. And, and Spider Man's like, hey, guys. <laughs> yeah, you got the, the weapons design there yeah. and, like, the surgeon going head to head. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah so um, good. It, regardless of what, ha- what happens in the next one, there's one way that we could always figure out who's going to come out on top. I think that you're referring to a throwdown! A throwdown! So, speaking of Doctor Strange. Oh, shit. Yes. I thought it would be interesting uh, to put Doctor Strange up against the uh, God of Mischief. Oh. Up against Loki. Magic. Well, okay. I like this. It's crazy magic versus crazy magic. Because they've both, we've both seen them. They've both seen them alter realities. We've both seen them, like, multiply themselves. We've both seen them teleport. Like, so they have a relatively similar base of magic. We did see Strange kind of effortlessly mess with him in Thor Ragnarok. Yes. And to yes, be we fair, did. Loki was unaware. Yes. He was caught off guard. But both times, like, right. Strange was like, eh, we're just going to pull you down here and then say, hey, okay, you're done now and right. leave. I've been falling for 20 minutes. <laughs> right. I've been I love falling that. for 20 minutes. Yeah. So good. Oh. But I would say put them on level playing ground. They both, let's say they're both uh, on that, I can't remember the name of the planet, where, where uh, Thor uh, faced Hulk. Oh, uh, 
whatever. They're both dropped into that arena. Yeah. They both have the same same footing, same... I mean, they're both aware that it's going down. Awesome. Doctor Strange, because he uses the time gem to catch him <laughs> in a loop, and it's all over. I'm going Doctor Strange. Just, <laughs> just, okay. just purely because... Well, hold on. Then Loki's got the mind gem still in his staff. It doesn't matter. It is, it time time beats the mind. Time beats the mind. In fact, it does. Stones. Let's it talk about dementia and Alzheimer's. <laughs> You now have dementia. (laughs) It's now the dark world. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm going Doctor Strange as well because, like, we saw Loki at the beginning going head to head with Thanos without pretty much any gems or stones, and Thanos just like whooped him. Good point. Straight away, he was gone. Yeah, Doctor Strange went toe to toe with him, and he was able to hold his own. And how many stones did he have at that time? Four. Yes. Yeah, he had four. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Strange is winning this one. Ah shit! Well, no, the the things the things that Strange has access to, like Loki knows magic, but it's what he learned from Freya. Like she taught him some some ways of magic. Doctor Strange knows about different realities. Mm -hmm. He knows about different realms. He knows about all these different things. All these different relics. I mean, he has, especially in the comics, the shit that he knows and has access to is no, like that's fair. terrifying. Yeah. And um, not to say that Loki wouldn't put up a good fight, but I think Doctor Strange would be able to see through a lot of his bullshit. I was also going to say he's a god, too, so that's got to count for something. Does it? But probably not. Cause I mean, I think Loki you guys almost swayed me to Loki for the Loki win. almost dropped a Thor out of a little container, thinking he's like, you know, you know, humans think us immortal. Shall we put that to the test as he mm-hmm. shoots him out of the tube? <gasps> Boop. Yeah. But I even mean, like, I mean, you look at the, the different things we've seen from both characters in the movie. Like, Loki has, you know, you know, projected himself over somewhere else. And yeah. you think it's this guy and it's, he's actually over in the corner. We saw Doctor Strange do that, but on a huge, big level. Yeah. When he basically split himself into like, like three, four hundred yeah. people. Or oh, whatever. yeah. yeah. Um, and all of them cast the same spell. Loki's double doesn't necessarily do anything it's right, just right. a distraction yeah, that's you throw, true you throw a stone through him and you know it's not him so whereas dr strange was like i'm going to multiply myself there's only one real me but each one of these is going to cast a spell to lock him in place which also begs the question why didn't he do that before but whatever no big deal i also um, going back just because we've mentioned him now i've just realized one character we haven't spoken about who i missed and i think it's purely because he would have been too much comic relief for the movie where the hell was korg yeah. <laughs> Where was Korg? Yeah, well, bad like, news. He's dead. He's I probably mean, dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Again, him and Valkyrie need to be on like a little pod <laughs> He's to like, escape. Hey, and Valkyrie. Hey, like, Valkyrie. You want to? You want to uh, get away? You want to get away from all this uh, mess and start a revolution? Oh God. Uh, yeah. Hi. Uh, my, my, my name is Korg. Uh, <laughs> hi. My name's Korg. Hi. And uh, oh, I'm going to start a revolution. You want to join our band? Uh, I'm kind of the leader in here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See you later, purple man. Love it so much. All right. So Loki for the win. No. Doctor Strange. Oh, Doctor Strange. Nice try. Oh. God of mischief See, God over of mischief. here. There we go. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange for the win. Nice. Very good. Gavin, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us and chat. Thank you for having me. This was <laughs> way too much fun. This was great. <laughs> I feel like we could talk for another two, three hours about Fucking this. Fucking easily. It, easily. Yeah, it was, I was like, ah, there's so much I want to talk yeah. about. Uh, another quick thing. I loved it when Captain America and Black Panther were running across the field in front of their, their troops and they both jumped over that little river. I'm like, that's cool. This little foot race going on. Yeah. Because you remember seeing that Captain or Civil War when they were both chasing each other. I'm like, that's so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us. It's nice uh, getting, to, getting to talk to you about nerd stuff. It's always a pleasure. Um, do you have anything? I mean, you mentioned you have a, a 
Chicago HR, anything else you'd like to promote or anything you're interested in, movies or otherwise, that you'd love to promote? Uh, Chicago HR is the main one, uh, <laughs> for definite. Check it out on YouTube and Facebook. Um, give it a like. Tell your friends, your family, your grandma, whoever you want to. Um, Do you know, is it Chicago HR series or Chicago? Yeah, so if you search Chicago HR, the web series on YouTube, you'll find it. If awesome. you just even search Chicago HR, it yeah. should be one of the first things. And you'll know up. when you find it. It's not yeah, a, it's, it's not real HR people. It's a funny HR yeah, people. It's, it's a whole bunch of fun, and um, we've a great group of people writing it. We have even more talented people acting in it, um, and we have the the most talented person shooting it and editing it. The, the man sitting right next to me. It's not. It's, it's not me. It's not Doug. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Justin did an absolutely amazing job. So we got to give him a big a big shout out and a thank you for that. But nice. uh, yeah, please check it out. I've yeah. got some other stuff coming. Um, hopefully, that I'm going to be able to put in festivals in the next few months. Awesome. We'll see. We'll That's see. fantastic. Yeah. That's really cool. Justin, you got anything you want to shout out or promote? Uh, Chicago HR. Uh, it has been an absolute delight working with these people, and I uh, I've loved every minute of it. Um, also, the Handmaid's Tale on Hulu mm. season two it's fucked up and super dark this season nice. so make sure it's a sunny day outside and you can get out because it's fucked up nice yeah also the Avengers go check it out yeah Infinity yeah. War, Infinity uh, War. It's, we obviously all stand by it yeah. go see it I'm yeah. going to see it again I'm not even lying. I want to, to yeah. I really I, want to I feel like I'm going to too yeah I got to get my wife to go see it because we can't go at the same time yeah. so I really want to make sure she gets a shot to go see babysitters it babysitters exist I'm just saying they do somewhere <laughs> at uh, the same time though it would be her first movie. Yeah, she wouldn't she understand would. the goddamn thing that was going on. Forever, Doug, Doug she couldn't say my first movie was right. Avengers: Infinity War. I'm just saying. <laughs> but Doug could not relax during the, it. The last movie I saw before she was born was Deadpool. So I was always kind of hoping that my wife would go into labor so I could basically tweet at Deadpool and be like, "Hey, your wife, your, your movie is so awesome. My wife went into labor." Segway. Has anybody seen the? The music video that they released today? No, oh, Celine, Dion. Celine Dion. Not yet. No, I saw the, the teaser for okay, it. Okay, that's yeah. going to be my other big thing. <laughs> All right, go, go check, go that, check out. that out because right. that's one of the funniest things you will see. Celine Dion singing on stage and Deadpool doing interpretive dance to it. Oh, it my God. That go sounds about right. <laughs> yep. Doug, you got something to promote? Uh, I would recommend, if you haven't seen it, Wild Wild Country on Netflix. It's an awesome documentary about a group of religious folk who started to set up a camp up in Oregon and all shit went down. It's really cool. It's only six episodes. Uh, it's really fascinating. And the thing, it's, it's actually executive produced by the Duplass brothers. Nice. So really well done. And the thing I love about it, because which sometimes you don't realize when you watch documentaries, they're very heavily leaning in one way. Yeah. This documentary really, you're sitting there going, yeah, I'm really for these religious people. And then you're like, no, fuck those guys. I'm really for the townsfolk. And back and forth. And they really tell both sides of the story nice. really, really well. And I'm like, God damn, you guys. I don't even know who, I've, who I'm rooting for. Right. So check it out, Wild Wild Country. It's out on Netflix now. I highly recommend it. Awesome. Also in the online realm, uh, look us up, MindGap Podcast. We're on Facebook. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at MindGap Podcast. And Justin does some stuff on the interwebs. Yes. If you want to see the things I do on the interwebs, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It is the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes, on uh, Stitcher, and Spotify. On Spotify. You can subscribe to us. You can review us. Uh, let everyone know why they should listen to us. Let us know why you love us. If you hate us, then probably don't say anything because we don't like that. We like a healthy debate. We like a healthy debate. Uh, and uh, share us around because uh, the more uh, people that we penetrate their eardrums, you like that? Oof. Uh, I thought you were going to leave it at penetrate. I'm like, I'm the more people that we can penetrate, <laughs> the more stuff we can do. Mm, I don't like that. I'll work on it for next week. 
Uh, but yes, no, uh, please share us around. Also, 2East8th.com slash MindGap and 2East8th.com slash The Best Bar Podcast Ever is the other podcast I do with Milos every Monday, and it's about the bar industry, and it's fun. Speaking of the bar industry, come check out Elephant and Castle as well, 185 North Wabash. They got some cool shit. Yes. Gavin, thank you again, sir. It's thank a real you so pleasure. Much, guys. It's been so much fun. Justin, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Doug, thank you for wearing your green shirt today. Thank you very much. And to all you listeners out there, go fuck yourselves. Mind Gap Podcast.